Hi everyone, Effie, Stacy, and Laura here. The show off is taking a break over the Christmas holidays, so we've chosen some of our favourite segments from this year to tide you over till we're back on deck. Hope you have all had beautiful holidays and happy new years. See you in 2024. First up, we have Laura with a blast from the past and some thoughts about our reality television future. Yes, so as you know, one of my favourite things in the world is to wax lyrical about reality television. Um, So it's been a really big week for me. So in case you don't know, on Sunday the 19th of November 2023 marked 20 years since Guy Sebastian won Australian Idol. The first ever season. Makes you feel old. I feel so old. Yeah, so old. So old. I was eight at the time, but it really had a huge impact, I think, on not only me, but on like the Australian reality TV landscape. And as far as reality TV goes, it was a huge deal because it was kind of the first time that a talent format had been mixed in with this voting. So everyone felt like they got amongst it. They had a say in this outcome. It was a really big deal. And at this stage, so this is in 2003, reality TV was still pretty new. So before that, we had like, do you know Sylvania Waters? That was like our first ever reality TV show. It was in 1992. A bit young, girls, a bit young. Pop stars. Pop stars was next. 1999. Yeah, wow. Which bonkers. So that was like marketed as a docu-soap. But in today's standards, that would be like a reality show. So that's where Sophie Monk rose to fame. Iconic. Then our favourite Big Brother was in 2001. And that was a game changer because that's where we had this voting format. So having this format was bonkers and it took over the Australian public because we can finally have a say on what goes on on TV. It's like an interactive novel, but on TV. So by 2003, voting for people on an idol stage blew us out of the water because we'd followed them from like the beginning where there's these people auditioning and half of them were great and the others were delusional and it was like, whoa. And then we followed their entire journey for six months and then here they are. So the finale got 3.3 million people to watch. Wow. Like, I know it's in a pre-streaming era where there was only like four things to watch at one time on TV, on each channel, but I just think that's bonkers. So in this scenario, watching a TV show was like a unifying experience. It wasn't like on demand where we can pick anything. It really brought the country together. So in the finale, you had Guy Sebastian, and he was a 21-year-old dude from Adelaide, a church worship leader. He had the fro at that stage. Mm. Everyone was like, go the fro. And then you had... (laughs) The everyman Shannon Knoll. He was from like rural New South Wales. He had a Southern Cross tattoo. A lot of people just saw themselves in Mr. Knoll. And then Guy was singing Angels Brought Me Here as his final song. Certified banger. We all know that song. We all love that song. Then that basically Guy won, as we all know. Guy Sebastian was the winner and it cemented him in like Australian's hearts, but also in everyone's mum's Spotify wrapped. So then... 100%. I know my mum loves Till this day. Yeah. <laughs> she loves him. She always texts me his new songs. Um, anyway, so conversely, while Shannon Knoll was like the biggest star, Shannon also was huge. Yep. And I would argue that the impact of Shannon was just as strong as Guy's because he released What About Me... Which, I think Shannon has a bigger cultural impact yeah. on yes. the Australian landscape. Like he is seen as, I'd say he's an icon. He is an icon. He is quintessentially Australian and as you said, that underdog. Yeah. And I think with the guy Sebastian Shannon Knoll, it actually was perfect. You had like sort of the angelic, can't do anything wrong guy Sebastian. Then you had the more rough as guts country mm-hmm. boy. And people were either one or the other. But everyone almost rallied around Shannon Knoll as this like underdog, yeah. which made him 
equally as successful. Yeah, I would I'm say, glad. Yeah. You actually probably yeah. wouldn't have been as successful if you weren't. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you both hit the nail on the head because he released like, what about me? Which we can all hear as I'm saying it. And it spoke to like the disenfranchised white dudes around the country who was like, what about me? What about me? Um, Even the fact that you said that when we were on our way to the Rugby World Cup and you know how everyone does their chants before? Yeah. Like the whole train that we were on as one, all the Australians saying, what about me? That was oh. one of our war cries before the match. They should have sing, sang Shannon Knowles' Lift. You gotta lift. Oh, the Biggest Loser song? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta live. I love that song. I've been listening to all of them this week, like all of the hits, and it's been – I'm in a time capsule. So it just goes to show how much of an icon he is. He yeah. Is to this day. Yeah. Absolutely. So, look, that was 20 years ago. And what it has to do with now is that it can never happen again. And I don't mean that. I know. I don't mean that and, like, I don't want it to happen again, but I just think that the climate of reality television doesn't allow for a huge unifying moment like Idol to happen again. So Idol aired from 2003 to 2009, and then we started to get other shows like X Factor, like Australia's Got Talent, and even international ones like Britain's Got Talent and stuff came on our TV. So... As you'd expect, the ratings slowly began to, like, decline until they just, like, decided to put the show on ice for a bit. And then it came back this year. Do you Did have it? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Really? Oh, no. I'm a voice lo- a loyal loyalist now. That's fair. I like the gimmick of the mm. voice. I do. But, yeah, no, it did come back this year, the beginning of the year. It had, like, Amy Shark, Megan Trainer, Harry Connick Jr. and Kyle Sandilands came back. Very white panel of people. And then it's coming back again and Marsha Hines is joining the gang, which is good because I always loved Marsha. I loved Marsha. Oh, she was so sweet. She really was incredible. Had a lot of experience and nurtured the contestants. So Australian Idol came back earlier this year, but clearly the vibes had shifted. Mm. It debuted to 413,000 viewers only. And that is like a fraction. fraction. And isn't it prime time? Yeah. But like... While you can't expect it to be the same as like two decades ago when it was in the millions, if you compare it to MAFS, which gets consistently like 800,000 a night, it's like not good. Mm, It's not good. And it's mainly because with so many things on demand, ratings are going to be in a consistent spiral. Like why should people watch Idol, which is a format we've seen for 20 years Mm. when there are 100 other things to watch? Also, the stakes aren't as high. Like we no longer care if we have a vote. It's not as fun. We vote on influencers' polls every single day. Yeah. We can watch people make it in a grassroots way online. So what is it, what's special about the Idol format now to launch careers? And does it even launch careers? Mm. Mm. I don't think it does. When was it the last time? It definitely doesn't. No. Or even just uh, – hate to bring it back to the voice, but I am. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so my mum is a diehard, diehard voice fan. But she is almost about to start dropping off the voice because – Name me one person who has had a career from The Voice or besides that season of The Idol and mm-hmm. the one after with Jessica Malboy. Was that right after? Is that the season I after? I don't know, actually. I think uh, Kalia and Donna. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. But those, say, three to yeah. four early on seasons, from then on I could not name anyone else who has had a successful career from that no and a lot of people have distanced themselves like Matt Corby he's the biggest international Mm. artist from Idol from Australian Idol Mm. but like 
I was telling my partner about this yesterday and he was like, Matt Corbett's from Idol. And I was like, yes, Kim. Yep. And then there's other people like that. Vera Blue was on The Voice and she distanced herself. Like Celia Pavey, I think her name is. And she changed her name that she was on The Voice and what was Celia. And another thing is that in the last few years, we've seen networks rely on nostalgia. So bringing Australian Idol back and then having Big Brother fans versus favourites. Then the new Big Brother, as you mentioned before, was now like Love Island. It's just all mm. attractive people. Yeah. And in fact, I think reality TV now is there's too many hot people and we need to bring back ugly people. We need bring to bring back, back average normal. average Aussies that only have a couple of hundred followers on Instagram, that have a normal job. Bring that back. Maybe But they're like their local larrikin. Like yes. everyone knows them in their community. They're a character in their own yeah. community. Yes. And they're gonna steal the hearts of the Australian public. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because I think Networks need to think outside the box on how they can bring back viewership. And I don't think it's as simple as like rehashing ideas that have worked. I think it's literally just going to the heart of what people love, which are these people, everyday mm-hmm. larrikins, but an underdog story. Mm-hmm. We yes. are a country who love underdog stories. We do. And it doesn't mean that like normal looking people can't have a bit of drama, you know. Exactly. They can still be drama even mm. if they're not hot. Yeah, I spend a day with my friend group. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't know. And what do you think, like if you had to pitch a show, right, an Australian reality show that you think would connect with the audience maybe as much as Idol in season one? Well, I actually have a reality show idea. Um, How do I make sure that my IP is protected? Um, I don't know. This is Effie Bateman's idea for a TM. (laughs) Divorce Island. Oh, Couples going through the rocks have to go on this island and they have to couples do all couples therapy. therapy. Yes, love it. But obviously as producers you make sure that you're getting people and you know what sort of people they're attracted to. Like you just – it's going to be a shit oh, so show. you've got temptation. Yes, you've got temptations and you've got to like – it's all – you know, it's the opposite of maths where it's trying to keep these marriages together. They all have to do all these like bonding experiences and have like, couple sessions. Can they, there should be a challenge. They, there'll be challenges, yep. Yeah, where they like on maths when they couple do swap. a couple swap for a weekend. Couple yeah. swap. So you can host. Um, yeah. we'll be I'll be the therapist. You can be the therapist. Yeah. Any qualifications? Nah, who needs no, it? No, 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 no. Yeah, and um, they've got to try and figure out what is the problem and why, like, why has their relationship gone stale or and chaos will I think I would watch that I would really I would definitely watch that that sounds like a show that would be on pedestrian tv yeah pedestrian (laughs) television would love that show Matt CEO we should pitch it to them tm 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 I'm gonna pitch it yeah (laughs) genuinely someone let Matt the CEO know and we will um (laughs) I've also got a really good show that I would love to picture him so it's like a real housewives-esque type of show except it's in Larimer so if anyone doesn't know where Larimer is or what's gone down in Larimer watch the Netflix show Last Stop Larimer this is scandalous murder disappearance that goes down in Larimer which has a population of 11 now 10 (laughs) because Patty has has gone missing and it's I've never watched a more interesting documentary in my life so much drama in that little town in darwin yeah so yeah. much drama we need camera crew there yeah 24 7 yeah also both of these ideas tick off all the boxes as far as i'm concerned for compelling viewing it's got like normal people it's engaging 
Aussie battlers. Yes, mm-hmm. normal people with with drama. Yeah, sh- who aren't hot. Mystery, who aren't hot. Yeah. And imagine like Andy Cohen like <laughs> setting up a reunion in Larimer and they're all sitting on the couch just like going at each other, That'd be drinking great. beer and smoking chain smoking Andy, cigarettes he wouldn't know what to do wow guys you're really putting the show in the show off aren't you? <laughs> good job so in conclusion i think what we're saying is that reality tv needs to bring back the uggos yes that's in a nutshell okay it? good yeah. <laughs>